How you doing, people? It's your boy Mario from Woke Up a Rebel, and today we're gonna be talking about a few serious topics. Uh, well, a major topic, actually, just one major one, and we're gonna get into that in a little bit. But first, it's been a minute. Missed y'all. Thank you so much for being here with me. For those of you that are watching, for those of you that are watching for the very first time, I really hope that you come back again. You know, and it all depends, I guess, on how this delivery happens, right? Uh, if you're here today, you're probably captivated by the title of this podcast episode, which is, by the way, Revelations Podcast. And episode number, I have no idea. The last episode was a DJ mix. It's actually an Ama Piano uh, DJ mix that I did recently. So hopefully you can scroll around on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Go on YouTube as well and look up Woke Up or Rebel TV or simply just hit the link in our bio on our Instagram, you know. And when I say our, I mean Aisha and myself. Aisha, a.k.a. Jungle Royalty, is the other half of Woke Up or Rebel. And unfortunately, she couldn't be here for this episode, but it's okay. She's here with us in spirit. She's here with us in, uh, you know, many different forms, you know. So shout out to you, Aisha, wherever you are right now at this particular moment in time. Uh, hopefully we can have her on one of the podcasts very, very soon. Um, I just want to start off by saying um, it's been a minute since I've done an episode, you know, where it's us looking eye to eye. And to be honest, it's a little weird at first. You know, I, I haven't done this for a while. Um, also testing out a new mic. We got this uh, Sure microphone. And also shout out to them. Hopefully this goes very well. Y'all just uh, let me know if you're watching on YouTube. Let me know in the comments below how this microphone sounds. Right? Apparently it's supposed to be able to be amazing in any environment you're supposed to be able to like it's supposed to cancel out all these different surrounding sounds so let's see how it goes it could be at the same time uh me not knowing how to use it properly yet right so it might be a trial and error situation uh when it comes to this microphone but it uh the reviews hold up so so far so let's see how this goes all right so let's get back on topic what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about the young lad Take off, take off from the hip hop superstar group, the Migos. Um, I'll tell you the honest truth. Don't hate me for this. I was not always a Migos fan, and even up to right now, I can't say that I was a diehard Migos fan. But I had the opportunity to see them in I think it was 2016 or 2017. No, I think it was 2017 or 2018. Where we got, where uh, Aisha and I got to go see the Migos at Veld Music Festival, which is a festival that happens here in Toronto in August, long weekend August. And that's a very popular weekend to be doing anything because that's also Carabana Weekend, aka Toronto Carnival Weekend, whatever you want to call it now. But to all of us who grew up here, it's always been Carabana, and I think it will always be Carabana, to be honest. But, anyways, so I dislike the group. Because I didn't really like their flow. I felt like it was... I didn't understand a single word they were saying at first. You know, I'll be honest with you. And then I saw how the media was hating on them. And I saw that certain media personalities that I used to... Well, that I used to listen to religiously. Um, used to go in on these guys so hard. Always dissing them. Always making fun of them. Uh, and, you know, mumble rap. All of this stuff. You know, the comments that were made about them. But you know what? They persevered. And they made it to the top. Right. Because of the fact that I've seen how 
their story has developed, you know, the, how I've watched their journey. Whether I wanted to or not, they were literally everywhere, right? The Migos were someone that uh, were bound to be a staple of this generation of hip-hop music. They literally led the way for trap music to really blow up. They helped Atlanta get to the level that it's at right now. Obviously, there's a lot of other artists like Outkast, you know, that paved the way for these Atlanta artists to be able to run now. But we're talking in all honesty, like right now, Atlanta's on the map in global scale, partly thanks to the Migos. The Migos also help inspired what we have today, and many can debate this, okay? I'm up for it. Um, the Migos are partly related, responsible for creating Latin trap. Latin trap blew up because people were kind of doing their flow, but in Spanish, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But there are a few tracks and there are even songs where Quavo jumped on. You know what I mean? Like I can't really pinpoint it, but I know that Bad Bunny and Cardi B, I think, are on the same track with Quavo. Might be wrong. Can't remember. But we're not here to talk about those people. We're here to talk about Takeoff, right? Um, I had to write some notes down because, you know, like this stuff is just a lot. I had a lot of thoughts going in my head since it happened. So just bear with me. You know what I mean? We're here to actually have a conversation together. And, you know, I really wish you can talk back to me because, you know, it would be like a real conversation. But, hey, if you have anything, like I said, that you want to share, that you want to, you know, some information that you may know that I don't mention here, please don't hesitate to drop it in the comments. Okay. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube. So, first things first, uh, it's very tragic to say, you know, in chronological order what happened as best as I can, but take off from the Migos, at 28 years old, he was murdered on, uh, I guess you can say October 31st at night, but it was technically November 1st at 2.30 a.m. approximately in Houston, Texas. Now, what was Takeoff's reputation, right? Him as a person, him as a band member, him as somebody that other people in the industry knew him as, um, People knew him as the guy that was laid back, that was calm, that kept to himself, right? And we all have at least one friend. Maybe we are that friend in our crew. I don't think I'm that friend in my crew, the quiet one. Because I think that for me, it's like once I start opening up, like you can never get me to shut up. So I'm definitely not the quiet one of the group. And I'm definitely not the calm one of the group. You know, sometimes you know, it happens. But um, he was definitely the calm one. He was never in any drama. You didn't see him in celebrity gossip. You didn't even see him who he was dating or if he or if he was dating somebody, you know, like we just never knew what he was up to. Right. And I think in a way that's a good thing, you know, because, you know, he was able to keep his life private. He was able to keep his job separate from his uh, family life, I guess you can say. Right. But it is um, very tragic what happened to him. And we're not necessarily here today to break down what it is that could have happened or what did happen or, you know, talk about what the media has been saying. Okay, we're not, I'm not here for that. At least me, I'm not here for that. Um, I'm here to have a different conversation. I, at least I hope it's a different conversation. I can deliver it in a different way. Uh, but I'll be honest, um, like usually when there's a celebrity death or a rapper that's been um, taken from us too soon, I usually run to the media, to YouTube, to Google, mainly YouTube, and I watch reaction videos. I watch videos and try to see what happens, see if there's any like speculation and stuff like that. And to be honest, the worst part is I usually run to YouTube to look for the conspiracy theories 
revolving around a particular case, a particular murder, something like that. And it's it's trash, I understand, but because of the things that I have been reading for like over a decade, you know, in regards to how the industry works of music, Hollywood, entertainment in general, it there is a pattern of something sinister happening, right? So that's why I would usually run to the conspiracy theory videos, right, that are made, but but not this time. This is um, this was not the time for it. I felt, and the reason why I say that is because this is an artist that helped define a generation of music. You know, whether like I said, whether we want to admit it or not, like the Migos did help with that, and he deserves his flowers. And the thing about Takeoff as well, and I'm not just bandwagoning, okay, like. Aisha and I would have conversations. I would have conversations with friends of mine saying that out of the Migos, Takeoff was always the one that that came with the bars. He seemed like the one that had the best flow. He seemed serious. He wasn't always the playful one, but he, he dropped like serious bars, right? So I respected him for that. Um, I don't like to admit this, but when I found out about what happened to Takeoff, I went to Twitter and I started looking up the videos of what happened. Not because I like gory things. I'm definitely not that person. I don't like horror and gore when it comes to movies either. Um, except Hostel. Hostel is like the only one that was pretty cool. But I don't usually like those type of that type of content. And I don't know. I just felt like I I needed to see for myself if it was true. And maybe. Part of me wanted to do a little bit of investigating too, right? Seeing the footage. And I've seen at least three videos of what happened that night. And I'm not 100% happy, you know. I'm not happy at all. Sorry, wrong choice of words. I'm not happy at all that I saw those videos. But it uh, it was not fun seeing Quavo, you know, in a state of pain. And the pain that he was in, you know, like seeing his nephew just laying there. Because they are, they're all three of them, the Migos, are related by blood. But Quavo and Takeoff were actually uncle and nephew. Um, this one hit different. I don't know. It just it feels like... Even in my personal life, I, I've seen people, you know, that have been shot. I've had people there in the same room as me, you know, bleeding out. It's not fun. It's not fun to see that. And... I don't know. I stopped to think to myself if if I'm desensitized, you know, to gunshots and gun deaths, you know, due to the things that I've experienced in my life because I just didn't know how to react anymore. Was I shocked? Did it was takeoff? Yeah. Did it happen? Not really. Now when it comes to hip hop, it's just a matter of who's next and that's a horrible way to think of things but I don't think that comes from a place of curiosity. I think that comes from a place of trauma. Like, we don't want to lose anymore. Right, people in uh, in music, people that we admire, whose art we admire, and it's even sadder that you know it was an artist that was known as the calm one, the one who kept to himself. And it brings up some some things that I want to ask, you know, like what are some of the common reasons why rappers are being killed these days? Some things that I came up, and maybe you can agree, maybe you can disagree, or add on to this list: envy, greed, jealousy, ego. Right. Uh, it brings up this other question, you know, like why does hip hop need to be so flashy? Why do rappers feel like they need to have, 
or to fulfill that look of wealth with big chains, watches, cars, etc. Like, why is it that in urban music, and I speak and I say urban because Latinos do this as well, why is it that we feel like we have to be flashy and wear our wealth? Why? Yes, I understand. We come from communities where most of us come from nothing, but that doesn't mean you have to show everything. It doesn't mean you have to show people from where you came from that, hey, I have it now. You know, you're becoming something that's going, that's basically unattainable to most. You know, even if you do get out because you're an artist, most people cannot attain that. You know, so you're still showing up to your neighborhoods, to your old neighborhoods, flashing. Pardon me. And I don't think that's right. You know, I, I really don't think that's right. But that's just me. Seeing that we're losing so many artists because of this way, you know, PMB Rock, rest in peace, you know, robbed for his jewelry, you know, robbed and killed for his jewelry. Why do we continue this trend to the point where artists, you know, they get, it gets to the point where now they don't even just necessarily hire security to protect themselves. They hire security to protect their jewelry, you know, because they're wearing sometimes millions of dollars worth of jewelry at once. Just in a watch, they can be wearing like $2 million. And I'm not saying, hey, I'm not saying don't go get those things, but I mean, is it really important? Is it worth having to pay for security to walk around with you to wear those things? Um, PMB Rock lost his life, like I said, you know, due to wearing his jewelry. And it's so messed up how a family of three were the ones that took his life. A father, a stepmother, and a son. And the son is the one that actually went in and shot PMB Rock. And the three of them got caught afterwards. Definitely not worth it. This is definitely feeling very routine now. And prayers to the loved ones of, of everyone, you know, who's lost their lives, whether you're a celebrity or you're not a celebrity. I feel really bad, you know, that uh, a lot of people are losing their life senselessly. Another thing that's very routine, that feels very routine, that I've also seen in the rounds of the podcast that I've been watching relating to this topic of takeoff, passing, and other rappers recently. I keep hearing the same things. Prayers to the loved ones. We talk about gun violence for a little bit. We debate if the music is influencing the streets. The something needs to change. I don't know how, but something needs to change. Conversation comes up. And then that's it. We just keep it moving. It's always the same things. Maybe not in that order, but it's always the same conversations. And the one that people like to hold on to the hardest is... Um, is the uh, the music influencing and the violence on the streets. Me personally, I'll tell you the honest truth, I do think so. Entirely? No, because not everybody is influenced that easily by the music. But the music is a tool that is used sometimes, you know, to to like, I don't know, I guess like juice somebody up, you know, get pumped up to go commit a crime, to go do something. There's particular songs that talk about going to rob people, you know? So of course, like I think it plays a, a role in the music sometimes. Almost every single hip-hop podcast was saying this, you know, stuff about, like I just said, about prayers up, something has to change. Almost every single hip-hop podcast was saying this to the point where it started getting annoying because absolutely no one has an answer. Even like the most experienced people, the OGs in the game, they don't have an answer as to how to change this. Why? Because a lot of them are guilty of promoting the music that is talking about, you know, young black men and young Latino men killing each other over nonsense. Um, in regards to Texas, the state of Texas, where Takeoff was unfortunately killed, I was doing some research, you know, doing a little reading around, and 
Generally, to carry a handgun in public in Texas without a license to carry, a person must be at least 21 years old and not have a prior felony conviction as described in the Texas Penal Code. Like, seriously, that's it? Anyone can carry a gun in Texas. As of September 1st, 2021, Texas law no longer requires people to have a license to carry in order to carry a handgun in most public places. Right? And that came from the government website of Texas. You know, it's crazy that Texans, and not just Texans, I'm sure other uh, states, if I'm not mistaken, Florida, they can carry uh, weapons as well, you know, and, and that's pretty wild. I'm not against guns. I'm, what I am against is I'm against untrained and mentally ill people having a gun, you know. And how do you know somebody is mentally ill if you're not doing these assessments? Literally, there's nothing required to check somebody's mental well-being, uh, apparently in, uh, in the state of Texas. In regards to the conversation about music influencing the listeners to commit crimes, there was a recent Vlad TV interview with Saigon. Saigon is a very well-known rapper from the New York area. And Havoc of Mob Deep, and I, I know most of us know who Mob Deep were. Um, shout out to Prodigy, rest in peace. So recently this interview with Saigon and Havoc happened, and they were briefly talking about this particular issue about uh, does the music influence what's happening on the streets. Saigon told Havoc that he used to listen to Mob Deep's music as a teenager, and he admitted that their music changed his views about some things. A quote from the Mob from Mob Deep's song "Shook Ones Too," to all the killers in the hundred dollar billers, to all the real N words who ain't got no feelings, right? And Saigon was saying that he believed now that after he listened to that, that you know you are to have no feelings, and he felt that you know. You, you needed to like cancel out your feelings in order to be able to go up to somebody and just take what they wanted. You know, he would go up to them, shank them without, and without feeling anything because he was told through the music that he had to do this. And he said that he was on his way on a good path to be a good kid, but he started getting influenced by the music. And that's just one case, of course, but how many other Saigons are there you know, in the streets you know, that are doing what they're hearing in the music because they want to emulate that because they feel like maybe I can make it one day if I live what I'm doing. If I live the crime, if I, live, if I rap about the crimes that I'm doing, right? They want that street cred as well. Saigon, he was only 15 and he felt that having no feelings seemed like what was needed since that's what was hot on the streets. That was the popular topic, you know, on the streets is to have no feelings, you know, and shook ones. Um, that was a major song in the 90s, you know, and I think that was like the first breakout track by Mob Deep, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because of this mentality, right, we've lost a lot of people, right? We've lost Nipsey Hussle, we've lost Pop Smoke, Mo3, King Von, although King Von has a little bit of uh, controversy around him because it seems like he's a, he was probably a serial killer. I don't know. Uh, Draco the Ruler, Young Dolph, and others do... We are, we've lost all of them due to some sort of violence, either knives or gunshots. And actually, uh, rest in peace, Young Dolph. I was actually watching some news today that came out saying that Young Dolph, like another one of the suspects have been caught um, that are responsible for his murder. And it was actually the father of a rapper, a female rapper that was also murdered. And I believe she was also murdered in Texas. Um, she was one of Lil Uzi Vert's artists that he had you know, under his wing, and she was killed. And her father was actually part of the murder of young Dolph. Like, what is going on in this world? You know, and I'm, and I'm not surprised, you know, that uh, 
sometimes it's a family thing. Sometimes it's a family affair. Look what happened in PMB Rock's case, for example. It was a family of three that committed that crime. Now, what I wanted to get to and, and how this relates to Revelations podcast in a sense where, you know, we want to bring light to these things because they don't only happen in the African-American community. They don't only happen in uh, the general, generalization of the black community, okay? This also happens in the Latino community. Let's not get it twisted. This happens in New York. It happens in Jersey. It happens in Florida. It happens in Georgia. It happens in California. It happens in El Salvador. It happens in Guatemala. It happens in Canada. It happens everywhere, okay? This isn't unique to African-American music alone. This is also happening in the urban Latin scene, which consists of reggaeton and Latin trap music, which are the hottest genres at the moment when it comes to the Latin scene, right? What you see charting, charting um, Billboard Top 100 are, you know, Latin, uh, Latin tracks in the mainstream now. Uh, examples of what has happened in the Latin community in the last few years. There's an artist that went by the name of Kevin Fred. He was an artist whose case has been reopened recently due to new evidence and Kevin's mother is accusing the superstar Osuna of being the one who allegedly ordered the hit on her son. Kevin was an artist who was openly gay, and it is alleged that he was extorting Osuna, claiming that he had some damaging images or content of Osuna. Don Omar, the legendary rapper, singer Don Omar, is also being called into question in relation to Kevin Fred's murder for some reason. Reasons that I don't know, this is just stuff that's been coming up. And as I was doing research uh, in order to talk about this topic, um, that's what came up. And it's pretty crazy. You know, I remember hearing about this artist, Kevin Fred, being killed in Puerto Rico, you know, I think a year or two ago. And now here we are. You know, the case has been open again. So hopefully there's justice for the young lad. You know, even though let's just say he was extorting somebody, doesn't mean you should take somebody's life. Honestly, another artist uh, that was really big, that is still really big in the reggaeton game, Baby Rasta of the pioneer reggaeton duo Baby Rasta y Gringo. He has been shot about three separate times and thankfully he's still alive. You know, I don't know what kind of lifestyle he has lived. Maybe there's certain things from his past that have been catching up to him. I don't know. But he has been shot up until recently, I think maybe like maybe two, three years ago was the last time that Baby Rasta got shot. And a lot of the content that him and Gringo, right, ever since back in the day when they were first coming out in the 90s, a lot of their content was about, you know, tengo una punto y cuarenta, right? Like, it's, they're talking about, you know, guns, you know, and it, it's pretty wild, you know, like we're all singing all these songs, they sound pretty cool, but these are actually affecting people in real life, including the very artists that are singing about this stuff. Thankfully, he's still alive. Um, reggaeton superstar Daddy Yankee, he was shot when he was in his uh, late teens, early 20s, right, in uh, the neighborhood that he lived in in Puerto Rico. And if it wasn't for that, you know, unfortunate incident, we probably wouldn't have the superstar Daddy Yankee that we have today because he was pursuing a career in baseball. But that unfortunate gunshot wound messed up his leg, completely shattered his chances at even qualifying to get there one day. The reggaeton artist named Divino stepped away from the spotlight in the mid-2000s when he was uh, arguably in his peak. And that was due to the murder of his brother, right? It, it was pretty unfortunate. Divino was like really big, you know, during his time. He was on air, like a lot of different choruses for artists. And I think he has a song called uh, Una Lagrima, 
And I think that's the song that he made about losing his brother. I'm going to post it down in the description box or in the comments later if you're tuning in on YouTube. But yeah, I think it's called Una Lagrima by Divino. You can check that out. And he talks about his brother. It's very sad. Uh, there's another artist, actually a most recent uh, shooting that happened in the reggaeton world that really shook the reggaeton world was by uh, an artist that goes by the name of Ankal. Uh, who's from, he's a reggaeton star from Puerto Rico. And he's uh, famously known for being a part of Farruko's carbon fiber music uh, label, respectfully. And Ankal got shot, I believe, in February. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he was shot on February 22nd of this year in Puerto Rico. There are many similarities with Latin urban music and American hip-hop as they both seem to glorify violence. You know, and... Thankfully, Uncle is good. He's out of jail. And now it seems like he's really changing his way. He's changing his path. I hope it, you know, it's a permanent thing. But it looks like he's changing his path for the best. You know, and Farruko, who's his boss, his label boss, uh, it seems like he's really shown him a lot of support, right? That he wants him to do better. He wants him to get away from the stuff that got him into a lot of trouble up to this point. You know, so because of this, like, I feel like there will never be an end to this, in my honest opinion. I think violence will always be a part of hip-hop, reggaeton, and Latin hip-hop, a.k.a. Latin trap. And the problem is, is that the public wants it. And labels play a huge role in monetizing this content. It has become common knowledge that labels take out life insurance on artists when they sign to them, believe it or not, for those of you who didn't know. And that's something that I recently learned, right, especially after this whole takeoff situation is that labels take out insurance. Why? Because they are aware of the lifestyles that their artists have been living or sometimes are continuing to live or that sometimes things might catch up to them, right? Or someone might catch up to them and take their life. What happens after that? The labels lose their investment. And it may seem like something sinister, but at the end of the day, they're investing a lot of money into these uh, biological vessels, you know, that are, you know, holding a lot of money in, in all honesty. Um... Somebody that spoke about this was French Montana. And because of the name that French Montana has, you know, it really shone like a really huge light on this labels taking out insurance on artists, right? But it's not a new practice. Uh, even back in the day, Rap A Lot Records, um, they, they used to take insurance out on their artists as well. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, as much as I would like to say, like, I love the Dr. Dre era of music, that West Coast hip hop, you know, like... I preferred East Coast, but you can't deny, you know, their hits, you know, from the West Coast. But I feel like we can't deny that Dr. Dre and the West Coast artists, they are um, mainly responsible for the glorification of gang culture, murder, and violence in music. Yes, it comes from a place that they were living what they were rapping about. But come on, like, how can you continue to make this music seeing the negative influence that it's having on the streets and real life? Artists have proven to be more valuable financially when they die due to their streams rocketing and their merch selling as well. Stan Sucher, a music industry attorney and author of They Fought the Law, Rock Music Go to Court, concurred with, uh, sorry, with Victor Ross's assessment that when labels take out a life insurance policy on an artist, it is because they are worried that they won't be able to make back the money they invested in the artist's development. Right? So it's, uh, it's common knowledge, right? Bushwick Bill, right, for those of us who know a little bit of the old school hip-hop era, especially the Rap-A-Lot era, Bushwick Bill was a part of the Ghetto Boys. And he alleges that the label, Rap-A-Lot, 
demands all artists on their roster to allow the record company to take out life insurance policies on them with rap a lot as the beneficiary. He told this to MTV back in 1998. So this is not new knowledge, people. Right? Uh, we're just uh, being made aware of this again because of the fact that we're seeing so many artists uh, dying right now. The question now is, what can we do? Honestly, I know it's, I just fully said that people have been having that question, but please share with me in the comments. Like, what do you think we can actually do as a community? The only reason why artists are still making this type of music is because it's selling, because people want it, right? That's the only reason, right? If we stopped consuming this type of music, if we stopped glorifying it, then they wouldn't be making music. You don't see pop music glorifying death. You don't see other cultures glorifying death. It's only hip-hop in the black community and in the Latin community that we're seeing this. We certainly can't change the content of the music because, face it, everybody's fascinated by death and violence. But I feel like it is our responsibility to talk to our youth, to talk to our nieces, our nephews, our cousins, our... Everybody that's around us, you know, that we see that are really into this music, we got to remind them, hey, this is not real. You know, these are actors. Uh, in a recent um, uh, conversation that I heard Method Man having, he was saying that some of the, the reason why rappers are able to be amazing ra um, actors is because they're, um, they're perfect liars. They're really good at lying. They're really good at selling in a, a fake persona. So, of course, it's easy for a rapper to transition into acting. Right, that's words, Method Man's words, not mine. Okay, no me pegues. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I, I didn't really come here to like share a point of anything. I just wanted us to be more aware of what we're listening to, and and when somebody passes, you know, like if you're into content creating, don't go making videos speculating what happened. You know, until the truth comes out, it's not cool. It's not cool, especially just to get clicks and views. You know, I made this video. It took me a little while. I didn't even know if I was going to make this video, to be honest. But uh, it did hurt, you know, the takeoff, you know, lost his life. And especially in the fashion that he did. He was only 28 years old, people. 28 years old. You know, so now at my age, it's like, wow, 28, it's very young, you know, seen from my age. But uh, yeah, drop some comments in the comment box below if uh, you're on youtube thank you so much for tuning in for those of you listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, thank you so much as well really appreciate you please uh, subscribe to the youtube please follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts. visit our website at www.wokeuprebel.com if you want to buy some of our merchandise if you want to hire us to dj one of your events your parties anything you want please hit us up at wokeuprebel.com or Instagram at Woke Up a Rebel, Twitter at Woke Up a Rebel. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. Stay blessed. Hopefully, this uh, provokes some new conversations to have. And yeah, rest in peace. Take off. God bless.